Hi everyone, and welcome to Play on K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this is the show where we take one Korean drama and we break it down four episodes at a time, get together weekly to unbox all of our feelings about it. This week, we watched episodes 9 through 12 of the show Healer. Yes, uh, this show continues to be flawless, and I'm really excited to jump in. Um, I guess, like, a few things that I definitely want to talk about. Okay. Though we don't have to do them here at the top. Journalistic heists, because so good. Um, they did a great job. And then the shortest-lived, I guess, partnership that I've... Friendship? Not friendship, just partnership that I've ever seen in a K-drama. Ooh, what's that yeah. about? I don't have to ask questions yet. You can go to the next one. Okay, um, no, that's, like, my main ones that I really wanted to talk about. Maybe, like, cute dates, maybe? Oh, those, those are good ones. Yeah. Uh, you'll do most of the talking. I'm very sick, so I'm just gonna let you have the next 40 minutes of the floor. Take it away. We've definitely <laughs> set up a problem here, because <laughs> I watched the episodes, like, a week and a half ago. You were so prepared. <laughs> I was I blitzed through that. Uh, I will say I have been watching these episodes with a really good friend that I think if you've been listening along to this point for our healer episodes, I, I've been watching them with my friend in person, and we definitely egg each other on. We get through one episode, and immediately we have to watch the next one, because <laughs> this K-drama is so good. So we watched all of them in the course of two days, I think. Oh, Wow. Yeah, we just sat down for two hours each day and watched K-drama. That's really cute. That's a nice friendship. Yeah, it's been very good. Um, it's fun to enthuse with other people as well, I guess. That's what this podcast is about. Does he That's want what my we're spot here for. on the podcast, by the way? He can have it. <laughs> I'm very sick. Oh, no. He could just be your co-host. He's only allowed to do that if he introduces himself as Emily. <laughs> <laughs> He has to do the whole introduction, as I just did it. Yes. Uh, we cannot have it any other way. Those are also, pretty low standards, though. I want him to learn just enough about your life that you can vaguely reference certain things, like being married to Jason. Okay. And, yeah, and then um, living in Japan, maybe. You know, the basics. The basics. I think he can do it. I believe in you. Yeah. Um... <laughs> He's definitely going to be listening to this episode, so that's super fun. Big yikes. Yeah. Uh, so, I guess jumping in, I I will start with at least one of my things, and then we can just, we can just go from there. The yeah. first is the journalist heist, because I was so here for it. That was amazing. That was really, really cool. There's a makeover, which is the best part about any show. Yeah, give me all of the makeovers, the beautiful looks, uh, push Ji Cheng Wook's hair back for me just a little bit. Right? He okay. looks good no matter what, but... I was uh, gonna say, I didn't think he needed a makeover. Once they started that scene, I was like, Park Bong Soo showed up to work way overdressed in like a cream <laughs> cardigan and this long pink coat, or like a cream sweater, 
long pink coat. He was looking so good. You do As not usual. need to make him over. He can go to an engagement party like that. Mm-hmm. And then they do. And I'm like, oh, my God. You did good. You made him look better. Even better. Put him in a... Give him a bow tie. Put him in a tux. I don't even remember if he was wearing a bow tie or not. I don't know. Uh, but they pushed the hair back, like you said. That's a good move. That's a K-drama move. Yeah. I will say it's starting to surprise me that no one's noticed what a good actor he is insofar as uh, he... Went into that office playing the Akko Little Taco and trying to just be as uncomfortable as possible so that no one could suspect he's super capable in many ways. And he even failed at being incapable because he's so good at acting. He's He's so good at it. He's not floundering enough. Yeah, no, he's super smooth at the part where they're getting into the engagement party Mm -hmm. and... I just, I was floored. Which is to say, Youngshin did carry her own. She also showed up to that party. She knew her character. Yeah. She was dropping opas. She was putting on her rich, bougie voice. Oh, do it. She was good as well. She definitely, I thought she carried the team in that scenario. But like you said, homeboy, he really carried his own. I call him Homeboy because he has seven different names. I, I try and keep up, okay, but I don't know what to call him at all points. There, Everyone has several names in this show, and there has been one other show that pulled these shenanigans, and I did not bother to learn anyone's name in that <laughs> show either. Uh, Chicago Typewriter, everyone had six names, I think, approximately. Oh, yeah. Averaged out to about six names per character. And... I learned zero of them, and that's kind of where things are going now. I currently do not know Jian's name given by her adoptive family, even though they say it constantly. Yeah, I it's Yunxin. only know her as Jian. Yunxin. Yeah, but that okay. is significantly harder than Jian. Mm-hmm. And I wrote in my notes for a long time, Yunxin, because Moonshik is a character. He's and then there's down Moon a lot. Ho. And then there's Moon Ho. And then I wrote down all five of the old friends in the friend group. And that, if I reference any of them, just know that I'm looking at my notes and that's the only way I can remember them. Why do they need so many characters in a drama? Yeah. Chill on your character count healer. But honestly, that's the only flaw that I can think of. Um, The only flaw that I can think of with their... Their heist is, um, going back to that, I guess. You know, I had it in my mind, but it's gone now, so it's fine. There were no flaws. It was flawless. Flawless. Mm -hmm. It was really, really good. It was very fun, very different. Oh, I remember the flaw. What is it? The only flaw in the heist is that Munho ruined his relationship with his ex-girlfriend. Ah, that was rough. Yeah. I don't I really know what's like going her. on with Moonho. We're going to have to jump into him in a minute. I want to hear about your second thing first, because I have a lot to say about Moonho. Okay. Um. So my second thing that I really wanted to talk about was Moonho and Healer starting a an alliance that lasted less than one whole episode before okay. M- Moonho got punched in the face. That's what I thought you were going to talk about. You said, like, short-lived relationships, and I was like racking my brain. I couldn't think of any except that one, which is, is it ruined? Is it still happening? I'm not clear. Can All I know, friends? 
can they be friends? That's just what I was going to say. All I know is that all I want is a friendship because it's you and me. It's Raquel and Emily here. If you've been tuned in this long, you know that we are only here for the good, good friendships. And I'm feeling a little bit robbed right now because I just think that they are not cultivating that. I get why, I get why Healer was upset. I also get why Moonho made the choices he made to not, uh, tell the Healer everything and who Jion was, really, and, you know, all of the important details because he had people to protect, uh, one person to protect. I get it, is what I'm trying to say here. But, yeah. I don't know. I just, it's tough. It's tough when all you want is for these three to become the three dragons and to defeat evil, so. <laughs> That's all we want. Is that too much to ask? <laughs> I don't think so. But I think, I think they're going to make it happen. I think they're going to be friends. That Maybe that's just my happy ending. But I like that they're creating more of a relationship between Healer and Myung-hee because mm. I think between Myung-hee healer's mom and healer there's a lot of weird teamwork and camaraderie going on there there's a lot of understanding and i think that's gonna help healer connect back with moonho yeah once he kind of understands moonho's motivations are good that overall was a big line that was a big line moonho being like well if i tell mother and daughter that the other one exists then daughter will have to live without her mother did no one was no one else surprised by that? I did not make it that far in my line of thinking. I didn't know that's what would happen. So my friend that I watched this with and I talked about it because he also thought that that was a big a big thing to say. I guess, which is to say, they did hint at the fact that she couldn't handle the truth physically, like it actually might kill her. But at the same time, yeah, you don't really think about it from there. You just want them to be reunited and for things to be a tiny bit simpler. Just a little bit simpler because I want all of these people to be happy so much. I know we're only halfway through the drama, but dang, dag, yo. I just really want these people to have a happy ending. And I I don't know how to word it without sounding like I'm dissatisfied with the K-drama because I actually think the pacing is really good but I am nervous because they have endeared all of these people to me. I don't want Myung-hee to die because she finds out her daughter has been alive all these years. Yeah. Even Moonshik at some points is so likable that he's still a villain and you still hate him, but you're like, I don't, like, it's not as easy as just blowing him up. They can't just kill him in a car crash. I want him to have an ending that is something I don't know where his character is going. It's getting more and more complex, and I'm getting more and more attached. Ugh. I uh, I do think it's maybe too soon to pull that I knew this was coming card, because honestly, I still think there's a chance that our respective predictive corners could come true. But uh, last week, I did posit that perhaps he wasn't the truest villain, and he might be doing all of this for a reason. And I... I'm gratified that I wasn't completely wrong, but they could still turn this around. He could still be a terrible person. He's definitely a terrible person in some ways, but oh, in some ways he's he's not, and that's the hard part. Yeah. Like uh they they showed the rest of the scene where he found her at the orphanage 
and he was like driving her back home and he went to get her water and she ran away. And obviously he, they kind of showed it as him sort of making a choice not to look for her, but there was effort made. Yeah, he wasn't made. It wasn't just the situation we all thought it was where he went and put her in an abusive home or something. I don't know. Just essentially hid her from her mother for all these years. He legitimately didn't know where she went or what happened. Which, yeah, there are obviously avenues that he could have taken to find her again. Pretty sure you can go to the police or at least the train station security, but... Yeah, that as well as generally, I mean, he also could have told Myunhee the truth about Mm -hmm. how her daughter went missing, but instead was like, no, I really, I do want to marry her, though, so I think I will keep that to myself. Yeah. Can't be like, oops, I lost your daughter. Want to fall in love? Want to fall in love instead? Instead of look for her? That seems Mm -hmm. like a pretty decent consolation prize me me yeah ah and the way he the way he and Munho always refer to jian as the child even though she is now a full-grown adult really freaks me out that's a that's a true villain move right there yeah but he's a person and i like that and i want him to have an ending that is satisfactory and i don't know what that looks like this is gonna be a stressful drama This is going to be a stressful drama. Can I tell you the one scene that I did not like at all? Yeah. It was the scene, I think it was right at the start of episode 9, where Moonho takes Youngshin to his house, and he makes her a drink. And he's like, you're going to stay here tonight. And he brushes (sighs) her bangs back. Oh, I forgot about, I think I blocked it out. I think I did that, like, pregnancy hormone thing where you just... Forget about the terribleness so that you can continue to want to have children, but in this case, watching K-drama is having children. It's horrifying. That scene is awful. If he thinks of her as, like, this quote-unquote niece to him, then I think he should acknowledge, like, she's got memory loss, she doesn't remember me, I might be being a little too doting for, like, the relationship that we've established now. If he thinks of her as a love interest, which neither is clear, we don't really know how he thinks of her yet, but if he thinks of her as a love interest, I feel like he's even more in the wrong to be like, I'm going to invite you to my house and force you to stay, give you some drinks, and then like lock the door on my way out. Do you not see how creepy that is? You've had a girlfriend before. Don't you see that that is not okay, Moonho? That is the creepiest thing you could have done. I know. I think that maybe they tried to justify it with him keeping her safe, but honestly, it was a lot. Also, can I just... I know this K-drama was, like, created ten years ago, but can I just issue a plea to the universe, maybe, at this point? The only uh, thing that can help me, that he does not think of her as a lover or a love interest. Please. Please let it be. um, Somebody... Somebody make it not happen. Please. I don't think that's the case. I just, I don't want to live in the world where he tries to date her. Yeah. It will ruin ruin a lot of things. It will ruin so much. His assistant is almost the only one who suggests it, at least out loud. It seems like Healer's constantly, like, worried about that. 
but Moonha's assistant slash the spy is the yeah. only one who's actually like, do they have something going on? And I hate it. Because if yeah. it was unspoken, we could all just pretend that it wasn't happening. They were just going to stay in the gray zone. They would live and die without us ever knowing if Moonho liked her like that. Yeah, we just don't even have to acknowledge it. And if you don't acknowledge it, it's not real. So It's not real. But then the spy acknowledged it. That said, he gave some dope fucking advice. For real, though. He, uh, it was definitely for himself. It was not for Healer. Which no, is no, weird. No, no. Can everybody uh, please back off the one pretty girl in the office? No, not even the one pretty girl in the office. There's another very pretty girl in the office. Please, everybody, stop liking Young Shin. What were you yeah. going to say? Uh, I think maybe it was for Healer's sake. I don't know. He did say it in a way that worded it about himself, but I thought he was. Maybe this was also wishful thinking, but I thought maybe he was saying it. As if he were from the perspective of Healer. Oh, I thought they wrote it off as, like, he's saying he too. it to his bro. But he's like, <laughs> for myself, I gotta stop this. This crush is never going anywhere. Oh, man. Yeah, it wouldn't be. So it's good of him to give himself that talk, if that's the case, and then back off. Yeah. Please. Please. Um, what are the best parts of this show? Parkour. That's number one. Parkour. Mm-hmm. Uh, fight sing- scenes to weird soundtracks, part two. Part two. <gasps> Jason walked by during one of the fight scenes. I think it was actually maybe the last scene of episode 12 that was arguably, like, I guess the last, like, 10, 15 minutes of episode 12 were just some of the coolest parts of this whole show thus far. And Jason walked by, and all he said was, this show has a real weird soundtrack. <laughs> he wasn't like, wow, lots of parkour going on. Oh, there's a quick change? That's cool. Who are these spy dudes and what are they doing? Mm-mm. Just All weird soundtrack. Weird soundtrack. I do think I'm getting used to it, but fair comment, Jason. Especially because I know Jason is very aware of sound design. Uh, hey, Jason, do you want to edit our podcast? Thank you. Um, <laughs> I think he's very aware of sound design, and it's so on brand for that to be the thing he comments on. Yeah. Ugh. It's but a like weird soundtrack. Said, it, yeah, we're getting used to it. It's still weird, but I think, like you said, it's kind of become, we've we've numbed to it. Yeah, the first episode I felt physically ejected from the fight scene as soon as the peaceful music started playing, but now I barely hear it. I'm very invested in the story, so that's good. They did a good job with the story. Yeah. Speaking of story and real cool fight scenes, um, just a question. What? So in that last scene that has been on my mind for the past five days, episode 12, we've got... Detective Yoon in the parking garage with all of the double S agents, and he's like on his laptop. Is he fighting with Detective Joe, aka Ajima? Because she has to like shut down her whole operation at some point. And I thought it was him trying to hack into her to see if Healer was behind all that. I didn't get that. Those two were, I was unclear on what they were doing. Yeah, I couldn't tell if it was the whole system couldn't be hacked or had busted both of their systems or if it was them doing a great battle. But yeah, it was pretty stressful, whatever was happening. 
it was stressful but so unclear just yeah. so many like just, uh binary screens i don't know what you'd call them like fake code popping yeah. up on every screen i like to think that it was a weird hacker war because i'm pretty sure that's not how it works but i like it so much like oh, this computer system can only be hacked by one person at one time maybe that is how hacking works what the fuck do i know but like I just really like the idea that they had to vie for hacker dominance between <laughs> the two of them. And then they just kept getting that, yeah, fake binary, fake code screen where it was like, oh, you can't do anything. You can't ruined hack it. Here. Failure. System failure. So, oh, uh, arms. I'm very stressed about the teacher going to jail, though, which I think is going to happen. Oh, you think that's going to happen? Mm hmm. Or he'll be taken, or he'll be killed. All of those sound really bad, though. All of those sound really bad. Yeah, all just to protect his good boy that thinks that no one loves him. Which is nice, because he has kind of seemed like he doesn't really love him. Yeah, he did kind of fuck that up a little bit. Tiny baby bit could have been there for him, but no. Does seem like he just uses him. Which yeah. is fair, I guess. Uh, I guess you can just purchase an orphan and use them for your own business but it'd be nice if he actually did love him as well yeah i think he does i think it's an unconventional 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 uh father-son relationship <laughs> we're just disgusting don't ever say it again <laughs> unconventional i hate it i can't laugh it makes me cough <laughs> i'm sorry this is going to be, and from here on out, I promise to be completely unfunny. Do not for, be funny anymore. For the You're the podcast. only funny one here, so the only risk <laughs> is you. Oh, uh, I feel like I'm laughing a lot more. But <laughs> what else happened in this episode? I don't know. Some dates. They were cute. We got so many flashbacks. Oh, they were yeah. so good, though. All of them are so good. Uh, I think the very first one was Moonshik meeting the Elder, which was dope. We don't know at what point that happened. We don't know if it's after he killed his friend, like, quote-unquote, killed his friend. We don't know. I don't know. He's all bloody and bruised when he first meets him. We don't know I why. I think that Prediction Corner, I'm pretty sure that they were all killed in a car accident, but it was murder but i think he was driving the car and he was pulled from the wreckage and taken to the elder and the elder was like hey you've got a choice here you can either let me and he die or you can make sure she lives and work for me and in that moment moonshik was like mm, i'm gonna take this this dude down by myself single-handedly i will not tell anyone my plan i will not ask for help i will make myself seem like a, such a villain forever that i will pretty much become a villain yeah okay that's the impression i got as well the only part i was confused at was there is a scene a different flashback where he and his his two guy friends his two guy friends come in to him they're like famous reporters they ask him for a car and moonho is like and the three of them drove off together. And I think that's when one of them died and the other one was accused of murder. Yeah. So I thought that was a car crash. But then I also thought at some point Myung-hee and Jian 
were in another car crash, and that's Maybe. when Young Hee was paralyzed. How many car you crashes know? were there? Two separate Did they get together and get in a big van? And they were all in a van? T- uh, the plot thickens. The plot thickens. So they were in the mystery machine, <laughs> as you would expect from these five plus kids. The Scooby Gang? Is that what they're called in Scooby-Doo? The Scooby Crew? That's not what they're called, Scooby but I <laughs> should have been what it was called. Can we? they're called. Can we all agree right now? Yes. So, okay. I think I've confused you, and that's good. That's what I wanted. <laughs> I don't know when Moonshig got into a car accident. Seems he had maybe two separate car accidents. But yeah, that was a really cool flashback, either for... He seems to either want atonement for maybe killing his friend, or he's just doing this all out of love from Young Hee. He's I think got he some wants deep reasons. I think I think what he's guilty of, the thing he's most guilty of, is lying to Myung Hee, and I think that he was going to testify that his friend killed his other friend to save Myung Hee. Which, yeah, woof, that's a lot to unpack. Doesn't paint you in a great light, Moonshik. You were in a tough position, but... But you're not hmm. a great guy. You're not making great choices. No. Uh, yeah, that was a cool flashback, though. And we had another one where Jian meets her dad for the first time. That was... I mean, I definitely cried. Aww. I thought it was so sweet. Her, it was that very sweet. I think it was last episode of the podcast that you were talking about how you were excited to see more from her dad. And boy, were you right. Yes, that was everything I needed from any flashback. Thank you, K-drama writer gods. It was, uh, that was really, really good. That was my favorite of the three flashbacks. Yeah, and they do it at a time where she is kind of finding her own inner strength after a really traumatic experience, and she's freaking out trying to get on an elevator and can't do it and she's like but you know what i trust at least one person in this world yeah and that gives me strength and i'm like oh girl yes it was such a well-timed flashback of like the lessons learned from my papa and how they how he has taught me every day for the rest of my life all these things that are constantly helping me oh parent-child relationships i love them here for them we're always here for the moms, but just so you know, we mean parents. Yeah, we love those good dads, too. We love those good dads, too. Um, oh, third flashback was Jung-Hoo meeting teacher, aka T-Bomb. That was fine. I thought that was really funny. I think it was well done because the other two flashbacks were pretty dramatic, pretty emotional, and this one was a little bit more silly. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely still emotional, but a lot more fun. A lot more parkour. Yeah, right? Watching him symbol-like walk across the warehouse as if it was a magical aging log and turn him from boy who can't throw kicks into teenager who can throw kicks into man who can beat teacher. Wow. Wow. Get your grandma's money. <laughs> that was really fun. Then he made ramen for two. Ah, big mistake. Big mistake, your teacher's leaving. He doesn't actually love you. Sad. You're ready to go to auction. I've sold <laughs> you to Ajima. 
Here she got. Here she is. Your new mom. Your new mom. It's okay. Ajima cares about him way more than anyone ever has, so that's cool. Yeah, she acts like she doesn't, but he knows, and we know. She's a show stealer. I like that Ajuma. Mm-hmm. That did remind me, though. His mom really does seem like a nice lady, though. Yeah. We haven't quite been able to pin her down. And but she- I, I never accept reasons for leaving your child. I'm not good at that. Mm-mm. It doesn't... It's hard to justify, I think, because her justification is pretty awful, to be fair. I mean... It is what it is. I guess it's not the worst justification of child abandonment that I've ever heard, but... And it reminded me of the last show we watched, as always, is that's always in the back of my mind. In Lovely Horribly, the mother also abandoned her child. And then in Healer, he lived with his grandma until his grandma died, and then he didn't go back to living with his mom. Like, I get that she married and had a new family, which is the same as Lovely Horribly, but I just don't understand. I guess I can maybe stretch as far as to understand you abandoning your child and being like, you're going to be raised with someone I love and trust. But then if that someone you love and trust dies, and you're like, I'm too busy to raise a young teen, a tween. A tween. It's too hard. It's too hard. Make sure they have a room to sleep in, and that's pretty rough. That's pretty rough, because I have another child, and that child's also important to me. It's like, no! Then it's not okay. At least the first time you abandoned them, they had somewhere to go. Now your kid's getting out of juvie, and some random old guy's about to kidnap him. (laughs) Make him live in a warehouse and punch him in the head until he learns how to punch back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's pretty rough. Also, I guess I don't understand the logic as far as I'm, I think that it's probably still illegal to leave kids to fend for themselves in Korea. Probably. We talk a lot on this show about how little we understand Korean law. Yeah. Pretty, uh, pretty regularly, Korean law comes up kind of distressingly regularly. For the fact that we're talking about Korean dramas, it's fine. Korean law keeps coming up. I have no clue if there's a law about child abandonment. Feels like probably there is. Korea is a super reasonable country. But they abandon kids left and right. Yeah, it kids are dramas. living in parks by themselves and getting dropped off at orphanages, I guess, and then getting picked up from orphanages and just left to run the streets wild because it's very uncomfortable i guess to go looking for them and yeah one kid ran away at a bus station and their guardian just like drove away (laughs) what you can't just leave someone will find her eventually she's at the bus station she's still a person like she's still living it's not like a freaking cat where it's like oh she'll find a fish and I guess I think that cats eat exclusively yeah. fish. Cool. Cool logic. Cat. You could definitely abandon a cat. Yeah, no. that is also bad. That's also don't so bad. But at animals. least most at least most cats are able to I don't know. Probably survive. Yeah, figure it out. There's a lot of street cats out there. Shouldn't be a whole lot of street kids out there. Yeah. Also don't abandon your cats, anyone and don't everyone. Don't abandon your cats, but definitely don't abandon your kids. 
And if you do abandon your kids and their guardian dies, get your kid back. That's the rule. Find them a room. Give them a couch to sleep on. It literally doesn't matter. I'm just saying, Jung-Hoo's got a big heart going back and making a relationship with his mom later in life. Yep. I'd be over it, but you know. That's kind of all he's got, I suppose. Yeah. His mom and his Ajuma. Big yikes. Big yikes. Bad deal. Now he's got a girlfriend. That's cool. They kissed in the snow. That means they'll be together forever. Pretty sure that's the law in Korea. I mean, her eyes were covered, but it's probably fine. She knows who it was. At least Moon Ho couldn't steal that. Like, you know he's running up to the roof. Like, maybe I'll kiss her in the snow. <laughs> no, I don't think so, but... Oh, I hope not. But either way, it failed if he did, so... Yeah, he was definitely trying to drive Healer away, and uh, he failed. Healer got there. He slid into the DMs. Nice. Nice. Get it, Healer. Yeah, I I know you love Moonho, and I'm definitely more team Moonho if he's not romantically interested in her. Yeah. But... I am, as long as he's not romantically interested in her, I am obsessed with Moonho. But the moment that he tries to kiss her in the snow, I'm out. I'm out. We have to quit the drama. Gross. It's not that you're too old. We don't care about age differences here. It's, it's the that, fact you that you raised her. her. It's that she called you uncle. <laughs> Get out of here. Get out of here, Moonho. Get. But if you don't love her romantically, then stay forever. I love you. Put on your glasses. Be friends with Jung-Hoo. Be friends with him. Put a turtleneck on over your collared shirt. Sit Put down. Put a turtleneck o- on over Jung-Hoo's collared shirt. Call him <laughs> Raise him baby. as your own. <laughs> Is this weird? <laughs> Writing a very good K-drama. This is gold. <laughs> how come no one ever asks us how K-drama should be written? How come nobody asks us how we're doing? <laughs> I'm sick, guys. That's how I'm doing. Bad. <laughs> Not good. Thank you for asking. I'm sorry you're sick. Thanks. I'm sorry I keep bringing it up. No, I uh, I just feel bad. Thanks. <laughs> Jason's not sick. Thank God for that. Sneeze in his mouth. <laughs> Sneezed in his mouth and he's still fine. <laughs> what is that? Is that a reference to something that's disgusting? It's... <laughs> Oh, no, I'm the worst. I just brought a work inside joke to the podcast. No one gets it. It is disgusting. I don't know why we say it. I think it predates even my time at my job, but we all just say sneeze in my mouth. Okay. As long as it's not something I was supposed to get. But I I went along with it because it was objectively funny, but then I was like, (laughs) no, people might think that we're not joking because I so easily went along with something really weird you said. (laughs) Don't sneeze in anyone's mouth ever to all of you out there listening. To all of our listeners, if you've ever sneezed in someone's mouth on purpose, we need you to stop listening to the podcast right now. You're not allowed anymore. You're not welcome back here. Get. Get. Um, I wear a mask, so I can't sneeze in anybody's mouth. Except my own. (laughs) (laughs) Yum. Yeah. Uh, I really hope that that trend takes off in the U.S. because I uh, think that more people need to just wear masks when they're sick. I don't have to look at them. (laughs) Um, No, when they're sick. I mean, I don't know. All I'm saying is I recently 
So we're recording this the weekend after Thanksgiving, and you know that I flew home to go see my family, and you know there were sick people on that plane, and you know that all those germy people in that pressurized cabin were just little germ bombs. Yeah. Uh, I play international. I'm pretty international. Uh, so I've been on a lot of 12-hour flights, and I always get sick. I noticed it was a pattern that every time I flew anywhere, I would get sick. So now I always wear masks on planes. I cannot recommend it enough. My friend's dad, who's a doctor, who's also Raquel's friend's dad, because we only have one friend group, uh, (laughs) told me when he came to Japan... That it mostly keeps you from, like, touching your mouth and nose. It doesn't help much with, like, airborne diseases. But mm-hmm. obviously it keeps you from, like, rubbing your nose and then touching anything. So that's... It's obviously not, like, as great at preventing cold and flu as maybe just, like, washing your hands and not sneezing on people. But it does help. It and does I help. And I think it's a worthwhile effort. Since everyone apparently has to go to work when they're sick, no matter what country you live in, there's no yeah. such thing as sick days anymore. No, there should be, but you know, capitalism or whatever. So, so just get kidding. Those masks. Yeah, get those masks. I wear them on airplanes, and TSA hates it. TSA hates this one trick. Yeah, wearing they're like, a mask hey, because take that off. We want to see your face. face. Yeah. Fight me, TSA. Just kidding. Don't fight me, TSA. Phone, I know you're listening. I gotta get back on a plane for Christmas. (laughs) I won't fight anybody. I'll take off my mask, okay? I'll do anything you say. Yep, I'm very compliant. I trust authority, so... Parkour! Parkour! Um, the relationship... (laughs) TSA. The relationship between Healer and Jian is uh, really cute, and that's all I like. really want to say about it. Also, he's really smooth at taking a rejection when he's Bongsu, but also <laughs> it probably hurts a little bit less knowing you're being rejected for your, like because she's in love with you, other you. So what a, what a silly... It felt like more of a joke, which I appreciated. That it was a little bit like, you should probably pick Park Bongsu. I will stay in this weird persona... For the rest of time and eternity, if you'll be with me, because that is the best choice for you. I just want to give you the option to uh, start a relationship with a normal and safe guy. Yeah. Uh, But yes, I do have a backup plan. You are already in love with other me. So we're good either way, honestly. Just wanted to make sure that you're good with this situation, that you wouldn't prefer a quieter life that wasn't with a person that's actually, you know, not... Able to, yeah, not able to, like, live normally. But, you know, cool either way. Cool either way. Glad you're down for the ride. Glad you're down to clown with Healer. Because that (laughs) is also me. Um, That was really cute. I have been on the edge of my seat for, what, five days now since I finished episode 12. Mm -hmm. For her... To find out that they are the same person. That's about to happen, right? That's what's going to yeah. happen. I mean, we're 13 episodes in. If it doesn't happen now, and we have to just keep on going without them knowing, without her knowing anything, like, 
anything that's going on. She doesn't know who Moon Ho is. She doesn't know who Healer is. She doesn't know that both of these men are in her life for a reason. She doesn't know who her mom is. She barely knows who she is. But do any of us? Okay, that last one's fair. That last one, she probably won't know who she is by the end of the show either. Yeah, she's in her 20s. Nope, she's in her 30s. She should maybe have it a little bit locked down. But also, I'm gonna be in my 30s in a few years, and I don't, I'm nowhere near locking anything down. So, you know. So, you know. I get it. Take your time. Take your time locking stuff down. Yep. But, um, yeah, they have a very cute relationship, and I'm very excited to see what happens to teacher. Does he die? Does he go to jail? Does he just get away? Does he magically get away? What happens to Young Shin? I thought she would have more of an influence on this fight. Uh, it's cool that she didn't because she has no parkour. Mm-mm. She would not have handled this fight. No, she would just need to, you know, shut down and take some pills and, you know, Young Shin stuff. It. I'm yeah. excited for her to, like, get involved in a safe way and have the secret revealed. And I don't know what happens to Detective Yoon. I don't really care. There's also an end scene for him and Detective Joe. Two detectives facing off. Detective versus detective. Spy versus spy. Spy versus spy. They also had a cliffhanger, but it's the one we care the least about. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really care. Though I do really love Detective Yoon. I could listen to his voice for days. Does he do audiobooks? Does he have a podcast? We should reach out to him and see if he'd consider doing either, because he does have a stellar voice. I could listen to him talk for a very long time. Would you like to be on our podcast, sir? We will ask you questions about being a K-drama actor. It will be good for all of us, but especially our listeners. I love you. Thank you. (laughs) If anyone has his contact information, or perhaps we'll start with a real name. If anyone has his name, and then they can give us (laughs) contact information as well. From there, we'll just, uh, yeah, we'll just, uh, you know, figure out from there. We'll have our people call his people once we get his name. I just, he's great. He is. He's very good. Yeah. All of the characters are. Do you think we could get Ajuma on the show? She's so busy. She's so busy doing every show. Yeah, she's so busy being the mom in most shows. So fair. We'll give it a shot. Does anyone have Ajuma's name? (laughs) Or contact information. Just let us know. Just let us know. <laughs> let us know on Twitter. <laughs> At Playon K. Uh, you can also let us know in our email. You can just, you know, tell us that or about the K-drama or about the podcast or just, you know, chat with us. It's playonkpodcast at gmail.com. You can let us know on our website, playonk.com, and there you can find all of our past episodes and comment directly on each one. Also, subscribe to our newsletter there. We're about to change things up with the newsletter. Who knows what's going to happen with that in the future? Things are happening, y'all. Things are happening. Uh, If you wanted to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, we are also there. We're Play on K, and you... We'd love you forever, and we would totally hook you up with some sick name-dropping if you did that. We'd totally drop your name, just like we're about to name-drop James Hevel. I guess that's a totally different thing. James Hevel Mm -hmm. made our theme song. Thank you so much, James. We love it, and we love you. Thanks, James. And... Thank you all for listening. Join us next week for, what, the finale of Healer? Uh, no, actually, we're, it's a 20-episode show. We've got time. 
I didn't even know. I yeah. oh no. I so don't the next like four episodes shows. I know the pacing has been good, so I'm gonna trust them. Yeah. It's gonna be a great big huge bummer if it ends up really getting you know stretched out there at the end. But we'll see. We'll see, and we'll review it, and we'll let you know. But also watch them. Watch the next four episodes. I think it's thirteen through thirteen plus four. <laughs> <laughs> Seventeen. <laughs> Sixteen. Uh, 16. Yeah, nailed it. Um, goodbye. <laughs> K-bye. Oh, K-bye. <laughs>